That is Thomas. This is Robbie. And this is Megan. And you're listening to The Drop. And this is episode 11. We've got some cool stuff coming up for you. But before we get into that, just in case you're not familiar with what The Drop is, it is our weekly podcast where we talk all things running, including athletes, insiders in the biz, people who are designing the shoes, all sorts of people, all topics related to running. Because, I mean, we're kind of crazy about it. Yeah. You forgot to say, this one goes to 11. Ooh, a little spinal tap <laughs> reference. Waiting for that for 10 weeks. You know, I'm wondering, like, how long will those references be? Like, those movie references seem to have lived so long. Yeah. But, well, but I've seen memes of the knobs on the guitar amp that go to 11. Yeah. So it's, I think it's living on in the meme world. That's, that's what it is. And if you haven't seen Spinal Tap, youngins, Y'all get out there and get yourself learned. Um, anyway, so again, this week, like last week, we are sponsored by Inside Tracker. Meg and I both did the test. We had our blood drawn. They ran it through scientifical machines and then did analysis and they came back. And one of the things that was really exciting for me was I feel like I'm a healthy guy but it's always nice to get scientific proof that you are. And I got my results back. It was pretty cool. Um, It looks like my bad cholesterol is a little high, but it always is like, even when I've gone to the doctor and nothing's changed, I don't know how to get it lower, but I'm going to do some stuff with diet and nutrition. We're working with uh, Megan Featherston of Featherstone uh, Nutrition. And uh, hopefully we can, tweak the little things that can be improved and maybe we'll take another inside tracker test at the end of all this to see if we've improved those scores. I mean, there's stuff that was in the green that I'd like to see even more green. So uh, we'll check it out. Meg, what do you think of your results? Uh, They were pretty insightful. It's kind of what I expected, low in iron and ferritin. So we got to work on that. Uh, Otherwise, pretty good. By the way, who is killing it in ferritin? You. Yeah, Congrats. I got so um, much ferritin. Really, something to brag about. It is. Yeah. I was doing fine on iron and ferritin. Anyway, check out insidetracker.com. You actually want to go to info.insidetracker.com/slash/early-access to be the first to hear about Inside Tracker's best deal of the year, and we will link that in the show notes. And we're talking about the best deal of the year, so you got to hop on this, get some blood taken, get your nutrition up, and boy, it'll let you know how you can improve your running and your endurance performance. So Megan, what do we got lined up for the show today? Uh, today we are chatting with Kira D'Amato. Kira is a mom of two, a full-time realtor, and basically a professional runner. Despite a pandemic, she has had an insane year of racing. In February, Kira PR'd in the marathon at the Olympic trials at the time of 2.34 and placed 15th overall. Just last month, she won the Michigan Pro Half Marathon with a time of 68 minutes and 57 seconds, and last weekend, she took another win at the Sugar Run 5K with a time of 15.07. And who did she beat there? Uh, Stephanie Bruce, Aisha Protlier. Like some stacked field. Some blazing Dagger. fast women and just just destroyed the field. And guess what? She's also fun to talk to, has a great sense of humor, and just general, like, fun person. Cool. Not just a runner, a person. So, guys, what else do we got this week? So, we will be covering... A couple shoes, the Atreyu base model V2 prototype. We got that in. And we'll also talk about the Brooks Ricochet Ricochet 3. Like a bouncing off the walls. Yeah. I'm I'm bouncing off the walls in my review for it. But are you really? Do you love it? No, my the opposite way. Okay. (laughs) That's great. Um sorry, Brooks, if you're listening. But we also will talk about 
folks running a little bit more and some of their uh, sales for the third quarter, which are kind of insane. Um, it's always interesting to see how companies are doing right now. Let's talk about our week real quick. Let's lead off, see how we're doing this week. Thomas, Meg, Robbie, that's me. Yeah. We had a pretty good week doing the Asics Ekiden Relay. We did. That was fun. That was Saturday. It felt like a real race day, right? It did. I even got a little nervous jitters ahead of time, you know, got a little bit of that butterflies before the race. Yeah. I also felt like it was a real, like I got up early to go running. On Saturday? Didn't get hammered on a Friday I, yeah, night? I had one beer the night before. I was like, I'm going to take this thing seriously. It is crazy. And uh, some results came out pretty well of it, uh, or some results that came out of it. Pretty good. Pretty nice. And here's, not for me. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? It was. It's strange because it is hard to get pumped up like a regular race. But we went over to an area in Baltimore called Lake Montebello. It's about a mile and a quarter loop around this lake. It's pretty flat. Um, it was calm winds that day. Oh, beautiful. Sunny. Like 45 40, yeah, it was just perfect racing weather. And we went out there, and uh, like Robbie was saying, it did kind of feel like a race. And I was probably going to be one of the slower people out there because we just have so many friends that are so fast. And um, I, I decided I was going to jump the gun and I started the race a little bit before everybody. And I was like, I'll see how long it takes them to catch me. And I, I was pretty surprised at like, what was, um, what were some of the times that people were thrown down like pace wise? I mean, almost everyone did sub 20 minute five Ks. Yeah. There were five, 550s for Sarah. Yeah. So it took Sarah. I, I got around the lake pretty far before she got to me and she was running in the five. I was still with her at that point. Yeah. Then and she dropped me. I was like, wow, I'm doing okay today. But then I felt like I really slowed down. And I've been doing a couple of 5K trials. And it turns out my speed is starting to come back. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's like, uh, it, it's not exactly, I wouldn't call it blazing right now, but I was able to, uh, kick it out at a you know 21 minute 655 pace for the 5k which if you've been following these at all uh, i've been struggling a little bit to get the legs back to moving since my injury but i felt like this was my first glimmer of hope that hey i'm gonna start turning these over again nice yeah i uh i felt pretty good i got a pr in the 5k which was cool yeah uh, so it was weird because you had a amazing. weird distance what was your distance uh, so I was running the 4.5 mile instant leg. PR. So instant PR. Yeah, exactly. But I would figured I'd just go as fast as I could for the 5k, try to get sub 20. And that was awesome. I was pretty excited because I did not expect that. Well, what was cool is because you were running a little bit further than me, I was able to turn around when I finished mine and kind of catch Robbie finishing up his, uh, race. And you look so smooth and strong. I was like, man, my dude's doing it. Yeah. So it was good. It was a good day for sure. Yeah. Megan. I went out really hard. <laughs> less fast. Like your overall time was still pretty good. Yeah. It was like, what was good. it? An 18 it was, minute? No, it was a 19 something. I'm not even sure what it was. Okay. But. 19 something 5k where you feel like you blew up. Oh, well I did. Okay. <laughs> I would like to have a 19 minute uh, 5k where I blow up. Yeah, but overall, it was a great day. It was yeah. exciting to have something that felt like a race. Yeah. And ASICS was awesome about supporting us for it. We yeah. had some sweet gear. Swag. Some sweet swag. And it, it was, what was also awesome was that 
it brought our friends that were running the challenge with us. It really, that felt like a race because we had people that we love running with come out and we were all pushing each other and there was a camaraderie of all of that. So it, it was a good day overall. And I feel like it's trickled over into my training this week. Like I had like some workouts this week and I was like, I got this. I feel like it's the opposite. I was like, oh, I feel like I injured myself and now I haven't run this all week. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, that's awesome. not good. That's been great. Yeah. I've got, I'm out also, I'm going to do, um, I've got the BAA uh, thing this week. So I'm going to run a 10K on Saturday. And I wasn't sure because I've been doing like a 5K, a 5K, a 5K every week mm-hmm. that like my coach was kind of like, you know, do whatever you want. If you feel good, do it. If you don't, don't, you know mail it in or whatever but i don't know i kind of got the bug to try to try to push cool so all right you know, whatever we'll that. see what happens yeah all right so here's our first tip for you while you're running let's focus on gratitude we've got thanksgiving coming up so why don't you think about all the things this year that you can be thankful for i know you want to go to the negative about 2020 but let's flip the switch hit the script and think of something that we can be happy about. Maybe bring that back to the family or your friends when you get done with this run. Let's move on to some shoes that we got in. So, first up, the Cheyu base model V2 prototype. So we had the regular Cheyu base model that we, I'm gonna take some credit here, we debuted to the world (laughs) um, on Instagram and basically, set them off on their it's way fun, it's funny you say that because i was talking to michael this past week and i said can you believe less than a year ago nobody knew who atreyu was it's crazy like he when nobody knew what that she was now i would say if you're in the running sphere and you're really into shoes you know who atreyu you've is. seen them or heard of them for sure because they you know, have a subscription model. Their shoes are like seventy dollars. They're fifty five dollars. Fifty five. That's a subscription model. Yeah. Subscription fifty five. Fifty five dollars. Very lightweight, like six ounces or something. Simple. Ridiculous. Simple shoes. Yeah. So we got the second version of the base model shoe. That's that they have out. And uh, what do you think? Well, first off, it's a prototype, so this isn't the finished model. Yeah, this is just a little. Over- but dang, I I gotta tell you, they're headed in the right direction. Well, the- the craziest thing about this shoe is how much it weighs. Yeah, that's what I was just going to get into that. The The first one was light for a size 10 and a half. It's around 6.2 ounces and maybe a little more, which is super light. Like, regard, yeah. like, like that's fine. You don't need to get any lighter. I than think that. it was 6.6 on your 6.6. Yeah. And then we got this new one. And it's got a super critical midsole, uh, foam midsole. And I was like, it doesn't feel that different, but I put it on the scale. Five point one ounces for a size ten and a half. I mean, that's basically I barefoot. I don't know how you can get any lighter. From yeah, without being like on just sandals. wearing socks. <laughs> um, so it the the foam on it feels really good. It's got a nice give to it. It's a little less. I like I like the foam in the original. So it's not like what you're running in right now in the Atreyu is bad. But this one just has a little more give, maybe a little more balance. They're going to play around the durometer of the foam. So I don't know if that's going to be the same ride that comes out when the shoe arrives. Um, Other than that, same upper. They perforated the tongue a little bit, which probably took out 
couple grams, mm -hmm. not enough to make it as light as, as it is. But just the feel of the midsole and, you know, the tray has been saying everything you need, nothing you don't. And it's pretty much there. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a soup, super nice ride, smooth. The only knock against it I'll give it is cornering in it. It can get a little sloppy. Yeah, there's not really any structure to the uppers yeah. so much. So you're going to... And on this shoe, they moved the, what was inside the shoe, which is kind of like a rubberized layer of, of uh, like... It's like, it's, not, it's supposed to provide some sort of structure. Right. right. They moved it to the support. outside of the shoe. Yeah. So that you can see it. But other than that, it's pretty much same shoe, different foam, perforated tongue. And uh, yeah, so people will be excited about it. It's so light, it's fast, it's Hopefully fun. sometime in 2021, we don't have a definitive timeline yeah. on that. They so. don't want to give a timeline just yeah. yet. Cool. All right, moving on to shoe number two, the Brooks Ricochet 2. So we actually got in several models of Brooks shoes that are coming out next year. Pretty much all of them, the Adrenaline, the Ghost, the Ricochet, whatever, uh, launch. Um, and one if thing- it's that, a Brooks. Yeah. It's, all the Brooks. And so one of the things that Brooks has done this year is they've taken off like some of their stability shoes, like Transcend, I think, uh, I forget the other one. And instead of having that model, they just like streamlined it into other models. GTS, yeah. So it's called like, there's a launch and then there's a launch GTS, which stands for like guidance, something. It used to stand for go-to shoe. All that to say, Ricochet isn't any of those, but it is a- Guidance training shoe? No, Ricochet is just like their lightweight, supposed to be snappier. I always thought the Ricochet was kind of like, yeah, wasn't it right there with like the Rebel? Yeah, yeah, it's it's in that vein. I think the Rebel is supposed to be more like cushion comfortable, where okay. the Ricochet is meant to be a little bit faster, more responsive. Um, so I like the upper on the Ricochet. It's a like knit upper. I like I like knit uppers. It's like forms the foot really well. You don't like them? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I like them. I do. It, I only yeah. like them if they're done really well. Like, like the they can go, they can, the Epic React looks great. They can go sideways really fast, and sometimes they get too thick. Like a lot yeah. of companies that are trying to. Well, do the Skechers Maxter was like ridiculous. like a sweater, like yeah. a wool sweater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, but I will say, I run two or three runs in it so far. Admittedly, have to do some more. I just I don't like it. Bummer. Don't like it. I'm sorry because Brooks is probably listening to this. And you're being generous. I doubt Brooks is listening. <laughs> no, I know they do. Actually, yeah. And, um, sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I but, figured we were small time. Nobody's here. But it's the Ricochet. It's not like it's the best selling shoe. Uh, it's it just feels too firm for me. Almost like that cloud type firm where I really just I'm not getting anything out of it. It just feels like hitting the ground. Um, I think we need more of the DNA flash. Yeah, I would like to see that in like literally every shoe. I don't, the thing is, for all their spring models, it's still the Biomogo. Mm. Um, and all bold choice. Yeah, it's the, or the AMP DNA stuff. So like they're, they haven't moved on to the um, DNA flash that you see in the Hyperion Tempo or Hyperion Elite 2. So I'm kind of like wondering when that's going to be available in other like models. Let's move on to a little bit of business news in the running industry. Ooh, I love business. So Brooks, they don't care about the Ricochet review that I just gave because <laughs> they reported record third quarter 
third quarter global revenue of 49% this year. Over What? That's insane. That is insane. And like, especially no races why? and stuff like that. Well, Probably because... I think it's just people are running. Yeah, all these new runners. But it's new runners. Okay. And yeah. where do you go? You go to your trusted local And you want to run store. happy. Yeah. But here's the thing. You you would think it's a local running store. It's online, online sales? Broke, yeah. Their digital sales went from less than 35% of their sales last year to 82% of wait sales. Wait a second, but wait a second. That's Do you know insane. why this that could also crazy. make sense? I'm going to give you a mind-blowing back here. No, <laughs> think about this. They've been selling through local running stores, which means they have to get the shoes to the local running stores. They've got to uh, get the local running store part of their revenue. They've got you know, all these costs in, involved with that. If people are buying direct from them online, they avoid all those costs. The right. revenue would go up. So this is amazing. What it's saying is the people that are in the Brooks and loyal to Brooks were just like, I'll just go to Brooks and order it. Other people that were like probably getting into running, they're like, what shoe should I get? Yeah. I'll ask my running friend. Win-win. <laughs> they go, they go Brooks. And again, they go to the, you know, the website instead of going to a third party. And that's probably why I would say they had a, a big year. Think about that. Yeah. The problem is going to be, Okay, once pandemic's over and you can go back and shop in the store, how many of these consumers are going to be trained to just go online and buy their shoes? One, and two, how much are companies going to want to give away part of their profit to brick and mortar? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, so, okay, that number 82% was, that was the peak in like April. And now it's stabilized at like 42%, but it's still, still like insane. 7% higher yeah. than before. And they gave all those shoes away to nurses and first responders. They did. I don't know if that even counts in the bottom line. It doesn't. It's, it, it costs, it's a cost. Yeah. It's an expense. Yeah. How Good marketing. Sh- though. How many shoes did they give away? Like Millions. Something insane. Yeah. <laughs> Millions. Millions. <laughs> um, anyways, so good for them. Yeah. yeah. Way to go, Brooks. Killing it. All right. So let's move on to our guest of the day. Today we are chatting with Kira D'Amato. Kira, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Do you want to do your own intro, Kira? Tell us who you Uh, are. Sure, yeah, I'd love to do it. So my name is Kira D'Amato, tomato, tomato, whatever you (laughs) want to call me. Just don't call me late for dinner. Um, I live in Midlothian, Virginia now, which is just right outside Richmond, but I grew up in Northern Virginia, went to American University. Um, I'm a full-time realtor, a mom of two, and then I run a lot of miles. Um, is that a good enough intro or do you want me to go even deeper than that? I mean, you didn't brag enough. I think you could have gone and said, you know, I win everything that I do. (laughs) That is not true at all. And that's why I didn't say it. There is lately it may seem like that, but there has been a far more number of losses on my record than wins. Did you run at AU? I did, yep, for Matt Sensuitz Sr. Oh, wow. Okay, the Sensuitz. Yeah, the legend. Okay, yeah. so the 5K, you ran a time trial in June, and you did a 1504 mm-hmm. just by yourself, but it didn't really count for anything. Right. Which is insane. <laughs> and then this weekend, you go and race not just pros, but Olympians, and outright win by almost 30 seconds for a 1507. Yep, that's... <laughs> That happened. All of that happened. Yep. <laughs> are you 
when you toe the line with these women who are all running professionally, that's all they do. Are you even slightly intimidated? Oh yeah. I'm like 100% intimidated, but I like, I think I've done a really good job with turning it all back internally. So when you're lining up to like, especially the field I was against on Saturday, like it's terrifying. You really want to wet your pants. Like it's really <laughs> scary to be on a starting line with them. But I just like in my head, I'm like, okay, this is, a, I, this is another day. This is another workout. I know what my plan is today, whether they're involved in it or not, it doesn't really matter. So I try to keep it very internally focused so I don't wet my pants and looking at it <laughs> on the starting line against me. But, um, but yeah, they, uh, they are forces for sure. I mean, do you think it, there's any advantage, and I know we're going to get into sponsorship and stuff later, that you don't have the pressure that maybe like you're out there running for you. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know that everybody, once you reach that level that you're at, has that privilege to just be, you know, I think there's a double edged thing there, you get the great part is you get the sponsorship and the support and the training and all that. And then on your side is, Hey, if you blow up, if you go out and run what I would consider a great 5k at 2144, <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, um, that there's no, like you, you can just throw it out there. Yeah. And that's what like, yeah, if I went out this weekend and I ran like 25 minutes for the 5k, I feel like everyone kind of expects me to do that. And my husband would make fun of me afterwards. Right. So we'd be laughing all our way to the airport being like, well, <laughs> that, that didn't go as planned. All right. You know, but that's like, I mean, that's who like coming home to my family. That's who I answer to at night. And I think that that is, um, it, it that really keeps, it keeps you humble. It keeps you focused. It keeps your like perspective and priorities straight. But, but yeah, like I definitely agree that it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword because I feel like there's pluses and minuses with whichever way you do it. And for me, like I've done it my way and taken my path and, you know, and that has, I have feel very liberated from that. I feel really proud that I've done this on my own, but then I'm also working my butt off as a realtor to afford to go to races, to you know, Potomac River running has been giving me shoes, but when those shoes are out of stock, you know, I'm buying that out of my own pocket. You know, I buy whatever shoes I want or I feel like that week, but, um, but yeah, that's all coming out of, out of my budget. Okay. Let's go back to real quick. So I have a few more questions about the 5k, um, this weekend, which was Saturday when you were at the line. So were you just like, I have pace goals and I'll run my own race. Were you like, I'm going for the win? What were you thinking? Um, it was more about just like the effort because we knew the course was really hilly that any sort of times were just kind of thrown out the window. So it's kind of, you know, if you go for a time goal on a course, that's a little unpredictable like that. You can get disappointed real quickly. So it was more, you know, chatting with my coach. It was just, let's use this as like a really strong effort. I want you to go after it, work through it and just try to, you know, progress in effort and strength throughout the 5k. So, um, so yeah, it was mainly, it was mainly just, uh, you know, a good effort run, especially getting ready for this 10 mile coming up. We wanted something really fast to shock the lake. So when I get into 10 mile pace, it should feel pretty comfortable. And 10 mile, your 10 mile pace is, is what now? Well, the American record for, for women is 52 
12. So that's 513 per mile. Ugh. So I just need to, I just need to run faster than that. In 10 just miles. Like, that, that should be easy, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds really easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could do it in my sleep. Like, how do you get, like, I'm guessing that you weren't always this fast. And at one point, like, I do fear the numbers. Like mm -hmm. you tell me my workout this week is, you know, even for me, like when I start getting the low sevens, high sixes, those are scary numbers sometimes. And how did you get past like to, to like a 513 at some point in your running career had to sound ludicrous for 10 miles? Yeah. And how, how, did, you, <laughs> how, did, you, how did you get, how do you get to the point where it's not so scary? It, um, it took years, but I think partly my coach, Scott Roscoe, is very, very smart about the way he trains me. And at the beginning of like a training cycle, I'll start with 200s at a certain pace, and then I get comfortable there and go to 300s and then to 400s and, and then, you know, all the way up to mile and two mile repeats. And then that's towards the end of the season. Then I take a break and I'll start over starting with a little bit faster of a 200. So I, the way that he's structured the workouts during my training cycles, it, it feels very manageable to keep improving just a little bit. Like, okay, 200s felt comfortable. I should be able to do 300s. Um, but like the same with me when I see the workout and the numbers and usually he doesn't send it to me either the night before or the morning of because it stresses me out. Cause I'm like, Holy moly, how am I supposed to run? <laughs> this does not make sense. But I have so much trust in my coach that like, and he's so like, I don't know, just the, the wheels are turning up there for him. And he just knows all of that stuff. So whenever he sends me something, I'm like, he's not going to give me a workout work. I can't do right. That would totally defeat my confidence. Like, and just really to, I feel like take a step back. So when he sends me the workout, I immediately think like, wow, he thinks I can do this. Okay. Let's go prove him. Right. But, um, but yeah, times are intimidating, but I also like, I don't focus. Like if you would have told me on the start of this, like, you know, in three years, your goal is going to be run 513 for 10 miles. Like I would have just stopped. I wouldn't even started on this journey. It would be just so intimidating to be looking up that like really tall mountain. But when you take it day by day or week by week and just improve just slightly, sometimes when I like pick my head up and look at kind of value where I, where evaluate where I am. And it's like, wow, like this is pretty <laughs> cool. Okay. I'm going to put my head down and work harder and then kind of, you know, pick my head up and, and look. But so it's been a very slow progression it's taken me a while to get here I think naturally I have a lot of speed back in high school I was I think 451 was my fastest mile in high school so I've always had a lot of natural speed but now just developing my endurance and making sure that I you know can run that for a long time so so you weren't like an overweight smoker who decided to start running and all of a sudden found yep. out you're a 1504 5k person no I feel like I've kind of been I've been a, I've been a pretty decent runner my whole life. Like in elementary school, I was winning like the class miles. And then in high school, I won a couple of state championships in college. I was an all American runner. So I've always been like a really like a standout runner. Um, but now I've been able to take it to the next level, which has been pretty awesome. It's interesting. You were talking about how structured your training is with your coach. And I was looking at your Strava um, this morning and I'm a super data nerd and, um, 
it's like you have these perfect little stairs and then you go back down and then you climb back up and then you go back down. And I was like, maybe this is the magic right here. It's that's very intentional. Um, I go into four week cycles and I, every week I add about 10% more in mileage. And then my fourth week is my regeneration week where I have one day off that week and my mileage goes back down to even less than it was week one. Um, and then I keep building up. So in a normal marathon training system that those stairs, you know, week one for cycle one, you know, let's say we'll start at like 80 and then week one of cycle two would start at 85 and then week one at cycle three would start at 90. So I slowly build that up, but I take that regeneration week and it makes it very manageable and sustainable because I'm just looking forward to that regeneration week so much in my training. And it comes at the perfect time after my highest volume week that I'm just like, and that regeneration week is actually the hardest because now you have this cumulative three week great training block that you feel like you take a step down and you get really tired. But no, it's very intentional that I do it in that staircase way. And I think it's really helped me be consistent, stay injury free and having that kind of, you know, that every fourth week that backs off just a little bit in volume and intensity, I think is really healthy to keep me excited and motivated and ready to start the cycle again. Yeah. I was going to ask, are you like, so ready for those lower mileage weeks like you're just ready for that yeah yeah i'm so, really when i get that day off i like oh man <laughs> i have <laughs> it's a nice day yeah see and i see think megan's like the opposite where you like get excited for it as it the ramp up yeah like it's it's insane to me like just the i i you know looking at that ramp up sounds like a smart way to do things yeah, you might want sure. to I mean, take a lesson you have clearly been having a great year and staying injury free are you doing anything outside of running like strength training or anything like that yeah i do a lot in every um every season i add a little bit more so when i started like all i could wrap my head around was just running like don't give me anything else all i want to do is run if you give me anything else that's not fun so keep it away but every season my coach has like cleverly just been like well you can do one more thing can't you so now that we've been going like a whole bunch of seasons so i do um probably three days a week i do like hurdle mobility drills and then three days a week i'll do um like barefoot walking drills and then I have dynamic flexibility that I'll do three days a week. And then I have general strength exercises. So no like weight, like heavy weights, all body weight, but, um, but every time we add a little bit more and I find the more that I've been doing now I'm to the point where I'm really excited about that because it keeps me injury free. You know, long distance running is so repetitive on that motion that I found I was having little things like sorenesses or weird things pop up. And now that I'm doing all these other things to activate muscles that may fall asleep while you run, um, I feel a lot stronger. I feel like not as, you know, the weird little aches and pains I feel like haven't been popping up as often. So um, it's kept me, it's kept me healthy. So whatever he says, I'm going to do at this point. So it's whatever he says is working. So that's awesome. I really struggle with getting in the habit of doing anything outside of running because it's just another thing. So add it directly to the end of your run before like, like, and, and just make it quick too. So like, so I have like my hurdles laid out and they're always out. So I don't even need to think about dragging them out. Okay. And I'm sure my husband gets annoyed with that because we have a lot <laughs> of leaves that fall and just, you know, but, um, 
I, so when I get done with my run, I immediately go on and just do my hurdle drills. And like, if I'm thinking about it and focused, it will take less than, I don't know, 10 minutes to get through all of them. And then I'll go right into dynamic flexibility and then do my barefoot walks. And I try to actually put them all, um, most of them in the same day. So I just hammer them out all through them. And I find also when I do them at the beginning of the week, rather than the end of the week, they're more likely to happen because at the end of the week, when you're squeezing in your long run or you're rushing around with stuff on the weekend, it's not always as easy. So I always try to do it like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. So by the weekend, I'm done with it all. I don't even need to think about it. Um, cause it sucks on like Sunday when you're like, Oh, I've only done it twice. I need to go through it after a long run. And that yeah. sucks. So I, the earlier you can do it in the week, the better but just you... carve out, just like you're carving out that time for running, carve out that, you know, 10 yeah. minutes afterwards to work on your abs or your hip flexors or whatever it is to, um, you know, just make sure you stay healthy. Are you a morning runner, evening runner, midday now with COVID? <laughs> uh, yeah, I am um, mainly morning because if I'm going to double to get the mileage, I need to start that as soon as possible. And then also a lot of my work with real estate happens like afternoon, evening. So I want to make sure it's all done. But that's another thing for people struggling to find like when to run in the day. The sooner you do it, the more likely it's going to happen. So I yeah. like to just get up pound it out and then I can eat whatever I want for lunch and it just seems like a little bit more relaxing of day and then you feel good about yourself all day yeah. too yeah. you're like I, I like ran this you've already gotten something done yeah. at least one yeah. it's like making your bed we make the bed make some coffee go for a run you've right. done something right yeah you've checked three things off your list already That's yeah <laughs> bed coffee run awesome winning it's gonna be a good day after that yeah so interrupting again just to give you the second tip Obviously, the first tip was about gratitude. Hopefully, you've done some thinking while you're running about things that you can have gratitude towards. If you do, maybe think about how you can share that with someone after the run. So think about that special person. Think about what they mean to you in your life and maybe how you can share some gratitude with them when you finish this run. So talk to us a little bit about your race uh up dog i know i think it was either today or yesterday you announced the field megan are you trying to ask her what's up dog <laughs> nothing dog what's up with you <laughs> <laughs> um so tell us who you're running with yeah so our field is molly seidel uh bethany sachelbon um emily durgan Susanna Sullivan, Diane Nakuri was supposed to come, but I don't know if she's going to be able to make it anymore. Just she's a little nervous about the coast to coast flight, which I yeah. get. And yeah. I want everyone to be safe and do what's comfortable. So, you know, I respect that decision for sure. But so it's going to be a small field, but like a slamming field. Like we, yeah. have some, yeah. we have some girls that can run. So I think this is going to be a really, really cool event. I feel very confident that someone's going to break the record that day. Like I've been saying, like, I really hope it's me, but, um, but as long as it gets broken that day, I'm going to feel like it's a big win for the, for the, for the race. That's awesome. I know you like to save it for the end, but I'm so curious. I got to ask now. Do it. What is the shoe that we're going to be <laughs> going to be having on the foot? Oh, for the race day. Yeah. Um, I think so what I've been doing a lot of my workouts and races in are the the Nike next percent. So I think I'm not going to change anything before that day. It's what I've been running in for years now. So I think I'm just going to keep it. Keep it like I Isn't that crazy. We can say for years now. I mean, it really it has been like four years, but they still feel like a fresh 
fresh zero. Have you tried the Alpha Fly? Yeah, I have. I've done a lot of work in both the Alpha Fly and the Next, and um, I like them both. But the Next just feels. I feel faster in the next. I feel like it's a little bit more responsive for the shorter events. And I just feel like it has a little bit like firmer of a ride, which I like when I'm running faster for like longer tempo rides. Alpha fly is awesome. It's very soft. It's almost so soft. You feel like you can't run fast in it, but that's not true. It's, it's responsive. It's very soft, but I really, I don't know. I've put a lot of miles in my next percent. So I'm just going to stick with what I know. That's, uh, and I think people are are struggling with that because it is, you want the, the latest and the greatest, but I actually think that a lot of people are finding the next percent, uh, the Vaporfly next percent, since they're yep. both next percent, but the, the Vaporfly next percent is a more, and it's hard to say this after, like after racing flats, but it's a more natural ride in the next percent, like yep. a more traditional running shoe ride than, yep. than that. And I, I've been toying around with some other shoes with the carbon plate lace lately. And there's some, I mean, it's, I really have been enjoying the ride in other shoes too, but I just, before, like in the middle of like a racing season right now, I just don't, don't want to switch it up. I don't want to switch anything, right? Stick to what you know. So yeah, we've gotten uh, to try a lot of the shoes and they are getting closer. There are, there's definitely, I think before, I don't think there was an option if you wanted to go faster, a little bit faster, that Nike had figured it out. But now some of the other races, uh, running shoes have that softer foam with a plate in it. And you yep. can find equivalents, especially someone with your talent that it's going to be right, right in that range. Yeah. I've been trying the Brooks Hyperlon Elite. I tried that recently. Very good shoe. The Elite really or the Elite like, 2? The Elite 2. Sorry. Yeah. The Elite 2. It's a, um, I think that's really a lot. really like that. Yeah. And I also tried um, the Asics Meta Ride recently. And that's another one that I like the feel of both of those. And they both give you that sensation that the Nike where you just, you feel like you're just going to that ride is so smooth. So I think, I think people are catching up to that, which is awesome. And I've really liked seeing all the other brands with their like competing the carbon plated shoes. Yeah. What are you training in for your easy days? What shoes are you wearing? Um, I'll alternate. Um, but usually I do most of my easy runs right now and just the Nike zoom fly. Okay. Okay. So you're sticking to that shape that, uh, next percent shape. Yeah, I do. And I was, I was running in the zoom fly even before, I don't know, before I started racing competitively and about, I guess, what was the first one? The 4%? Was it just called the? Yeah. 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 I I was running in the zoom fly and I was doing all my workouts and all my races in the zoom fly originally, and then moved to eventually to the, to the vapor fly and the next percent. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I have two really random Strava questions for you. Yeah. One, how did you get the pro badge? Oh, they emailed me. <laughs> so it was awesome. They emailed me and I'm like, and it was funny because it was like right after, because I buy a, or I formally bought a subscription every year. I've had Strava now, I think for four years, but um, I bought the subscription every year and it was like right after I like bought it for that year, <laughs> I got an email saying, Hey, we'd like to invite you to be a pro athlete. And one of the perks is, you know, a free membership. And I was like, Oh, I just paid for a year. If you would have told me this like three weeks ago, I would have saved myself 59.95. But, um, <laughs> but it's awesome. I'm obsessed with Strava and Strava like was partly like when I came back and just running for fun, even before I had any goals, 
it was so motivating and encouraging to be connected to a running community through Strava. So I feel like Strava really helped me like stick with it and like find my people in Richmond to like, you know, just even just getting like kudos and stuff after your run. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, man, I thought I ran really crappy today, but I just got a kudos. So I'm yeah. a little better. It's all right. right <laughs> okay. That's awesome. And then my <laughs> second question is how sustainable is this joke title situation? You know, I've asked myself the same question, <laughs> but for a while, maybe like a year or so ago, or maybe this was like a year and a half ago, I was like, maybe people are getting like, bored of the jokes why don't I switch it up to trivia and like people would like be like dumb trivia back to the joke okay (laughs) and then like I went through a short like I think song lyric or something and people were like get back to what you do best tell the jokes (laughs) so I don't know I don't plan on stopping I mean some days when I'm really busy it takes me like a few hours to put up a joke and I get like friendly reminders from people being like okay where's the joke Mm -hmm. um yeah for those of you listening who don't know if you follow, you will get a joke for every workout. Yeah. Yeah. In the title of the Strava workout. And really, like, don't tell anyone this, but I've been recycling some jokes. So some <laughs> favorite jokes you may have seen, like, three years prior. But I used all my favorite jokes at the beginning when, you know, when just, like, my mom and my husband were following me. And so now, <laughs> now <laughs> with, like, a little bit broader audience, I feel like I can recycle those. Yeah, jokes. that's fair. That's, we we <laughs> yeah. won't tell anyone. Okay, fine. thank you. Yeah. Nobody listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, So you're doing most of your runs just by yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. um, Yeah, majority of my runs. I have a girlfriend that I run with every Sunday and we do our long run together. And she like, she keeps me honest. Like she is like, she just runs at a quicker pace on a normal day than than I do. So doing long runs with her is just really nice because I have someone that's like kind of holding me accountable on pace. Is she an um, Olympian? (laughs) and she's in richmond i call her the queen of richmond because we'll run by like we'll run by like hundreds of people not like in a like a group of 100 but like through our run we'll run by a lot of people and everyone's like hey sarah what's up sarah and i'm like how do you literally know everyone we run by but yeah i call her the queen of richmond but um she's awesome and she's just a really good friend too so it's fun that's like my social time of the week too like being a mom (laughs) and also during covid you really you know there's not too much social time but um so that's like my social outing of the week and then I have a buddy Silas France who just moved to Charlottesville which is about an hour away so that breaks my heart a little bit but I'll drive to him once once a week or a few times a month to do a track workout with him because he can just like drag me around the track so it's just nice having company but other than that it's all uh on solo so yeah do you now you ever do the stroller running I used to when my kids were younger I Um, think that is so hard it is so hard it is so it's so hard that when I see uh anybody pushing a stroller while running or walking I roll down my window and I'm like (laughs) hanging out like like in my car I'll be like you go that's awesome you're so hang in there that sucks you got it but but even like harder yeah even harder than running with a stroller is figuring out how to keep your kids occupied for that long so like so yeah i'm always jealous of well-behaved children (laughs) 
like oh when you God. see like back before COVID and you go to a Starbucks or something and there would be a little child coloring at the table and my kids are crawling underneath the table, knocking tables over. And then you see people who run with strollers and their kid looks all content, just, hey, isn't this fun? And I know that my guys were climbing out the side. That's my kids too. Like I'd have like, I pack at least like one or two applesauces and like lollipops <laughs> and like snacks. And then I'd like bring out their toys and like every mile they'd get like something different just to keep them like occupied. But yeah, that is a magic trick getting your kids to like just be content in the stroller. Yeah, we have, we have a friend who runs and he's also pretty quick, not your kind of quick, but quick. Um, and he runs with his, his kid and the kid just seems so content. It's amazing. <laughs> I know. It's a magic trick. Yeah, I don't know how to do that one. Mm -hmm. So I read in an interview, I think it was Fast Women recently, and you said, I get why I'm not sponsored, and I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, <laughs> we don't understand. So help us. Tell me so, you have like 10 sponsors lined up right now. No, I, I mean, I, I'm looking through some options right now, but... Um, I like, I think traditionally sponsors are looking for that athlete right out of college that's decorated with all these NCAA titles and is going to train, move to one of their groups and train as part of that group. And like, that's been a very successful model for these companies. And I mean, and I look at all those training groups and I think they're so cool. Like, so, so I get why that like really works. And I'm not that. I, I'm in my 30s. I'm a mom. Um, I'm training alone. And um, so, so I kind of understand why I'm not the traditional person to be sponsored. But I also feel like it's a little closed minded because I am a really unique person in the running space right now. Like, I mean, there's not too many people that take a, <laughs> a decade off and then, you know, decide, okay, now it's time to get after it and I'm going to go pedal to the metal. So, um, and I think a lot of people have found that relatable because they had something that they pursued that, you know, they may felt like they gave up early or pushed out or just for whatever reason, they didn't quite reach their goals or they have some unfinished business. So I really appreciate when people send me messages just saying that my story resonates and they want to go out and give that XYZ hobby, like another chance. And so I feel like there's a really great opportunity with me, like if I were to sell myself, but, um, but I also like when I set out on this journey, it, it was never my goal. And I think I've proved that I can do it without a sponsor. So, um, and which, I, like, which I, think I feel is, really proud about that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, which is really impressive. Yeah. And you are touching on some things when, when we look at it at, from a marketing perspective, you have someone that is almost like the fantasy come to life. You have a full life, a career, husband, children, family, everything that takes a lot of work to just to get to that point. And then on top of it, you're able to achieve at such a high level on your own, basically scrapping together training, working with a coach, and really it's all self-determination. The, the, the story behind that is like of a fighter. Like, and I think it's just such a, a, a great Thing that you could build content and story and branding around that that's why it blows my mind that you haven't been snatched up because we've heard the other story we've heard the story of someone that was a pro that decided they wanted to have a family wanted to have children 
and had to make sacrifices and, and lose sponsors. So this is like almost the, uh, I, I don't even know what the vocabulary word I'm looking for, but the antithesis of that to, to yeah. just say, hey, look, I did what I wanted to do and I'm still kicking ass. <laughs> I'm getting the chills as you say all that. Like, I really have goosebumps, like, all over my arms. And, and that, like, I can't tell you how powerful that makes me feel that, like, I have my family. Like, like I did that, and that is the most important thing in my life. Like, and, and that's set. We're solid. We're, like, they are all on board, like, the cure running train, you know, whatever, <laughs> wherever this train is going. But it gives me, that gives me a lot of strength to know that. But, um, but yeah, I, I do feel like kind of like, you know, just the blue collar runner, like the underdog story, just kind of scrapping my way to get to where I need to go. And yeah, I'm, I'm proud of that, but. Yeah, I, when Megan first, I, I have to say, Megan brought you to my attention and mm-hmm. I was like, she's like, she's a realtor that is beating pro runners, like just coming out and blasting people. And I was like, get out of here, let me, let me see. This. And then when you, when you hear that and you, you see that that is the fantasy of, I think, of anybody who is in their mid-30s who's stra- strapped on their <laughs> running shoes and goes, you know what? I want to be a little faster today. I want to, like, we all kind of fantasize. You know, we take the pictures at races and we think we look great. And, but we're all fantasizing. And you do. You do. <laughs> we're thinking, what would it be like to be, like, real fast? Like, like up there. And, you know, you, you take a look at, and not to you know, pat you on the back too much here, but I think you deserve it. The, um, it's, it really is the fantasy of running. Like if you get a new pair of shoes, you put them up by your bed and you look at them at night and go tomorrow, I'm going to run my fastest mile, <laughs> but you <Yep>. do. <laughs> so Thomas didn't, he forgot to add one part in that story. So after I was telling him about all your accomplishments and how you're unsponsored, his first question was, can we sponsor her? Uh, <laughs> oh, you guys are the best. I appreciate that. It's really sweet of you. I, uh, yeah, it has been like, I don't know. Like I can't wrap my head around it because I don't know. I've been here <laughs> the whole time, like just chipping away. Right. You know, for the last four years, I've been trying just to do a little bit more every day. So where I'm at now physically doesn't surprise me at all because like I've seen my improvement and you know I hit a goal like okay let's try to break six minutes in the mile okay you did that now let's move on a little bit more and then okay let's try to break six minutes per mile in the marathon okay you did that now let's try to do a little bit more so it's like I've slowly you know made my way here but like I didn't really see like the waves I guess I would be making that has been very surprising for me and a little like confusing to deal with that like I don't know I don't quite know uh I don't know I don't quite know really how to react even to you saying it's a fantasy because I I, in a way I feel like oh man I hope I don't wake up from this you know but but I've seen like my progress I don't know it's hard just to wrap my head I know I'm talking in circles because I don't quite understand I guess that would like be like I guess the next question naturally that would follow that is okay so we we do this 10 mile thing which we've got to get through regardless of how it goes, fantastic, and you beat it by 20 minutes. Or, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Or, or they're or, having know, to like use a shovel to get me off the, yeah. the screen after the race. Yeah, either way. Or, you know, you know, just, you know, this experience. I think, I think no matter what, you should already be excited that you put together this race that some kick-ass people are coming to try to take down a world record. Um, 
or American. Is it American or world? I'm American. American. Okay. Yeah. My world. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the, it, it's, it's pretty exciting. After this, there's going to be laundry and then there's going to be setting the next goal. Do you have an idea of already where you want to go or is this just your singular focus well, we right now? We know she's going to the marathon project. Yeah, so I'll be doing the marathon project at the end of December. I'm also now, I think, going to do the track meet in LA at the beginning of December for the 10K to hit oh. the, ideally, the Olympic standard there. We'll see how, how everything goes. Um, but yeah, to qualify for the Olympic trials and then hopefully the Olympic, Olympic Games standards too. Um, but really, like, this whole fall season has just been – like I've been working my butt off and I've inserted races to make it more fun for me. Cause I just, I'd love to race, but really this is all the buildup for the track trials 2021. So that's like eyes on the prize. That's what I'm going for. Like full speed ahead, but um, having a little fun along the way and throwing in these races or time trials just to have just some way to see how you progress is just really fun when you're like, Oh, wow, I PR Okay. I can keep going. So um, really it's just kind of glorified training for me. Even this 10 mile race is just a glorified 10 mile tempo run for me to get to my goal, you know, next year. All right. Here's your final tip for the podcast. How grateful are you that you got to finish this run or got to do this run today? I think we sometimes, the only time that you really, really appreciate your running is when you're injured. And so when you're not injured and you can go out, sometimes it's cold, you don't feel like doing it, but think about how great it was to be able to get this done today and spend some time thinking about gratitude, thinking about your family, thinking about your friends and life in general and the positive side of it and uh, just finish up this run or enjoy the rest of your day with a full heart of gratitude. As your times have gotten faster, do you feel like you can just get deeper in the pain cave or are you just fitter? Both. Okay. I think the biggest thing is being fitter. And I think that's what's taken like just a lot of patience just to get to where I am. And like, I feel like you can only sustain a certain amount of pain, but I think I've become a lot more mature in the way that I handle it and I expect it and I kind of welcome it in. And I know when I start feeling all those things, I know there's a certain voice that you just tell to shut up. Like, I'm not going to listen to you, you know, and then there's things that you're like, okay, this is the point where if I can work through this, it's going to turn into a really phenomenal race rather than just great or just good. So um, so yeah, I think I've gotten better at managing the pain, but I've also gotten more fit. So it, you know, it's just a different kind, but yeah, it always, I feel like no matter what shape you're in, like running hurts, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I everyone like the idea of being fit and it not hurting as much. <laughs> yeah. I like that. No. Idea. I, I don't think we're comfortable. I think the problem is that when you run, once you get comfortable, you're like, I could run harder. And so you're constantly putting yourself in a pain situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why is that? Why don't we all just slow down? <laughs> I know, if people would just come back, <laughs> come to my speed. <laughs> I, know. I know, you make it sound so simple. I think yeah. we're all doing this the wrong way, huh? Let me win a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so knowing that the track trials are sort of your main focus, what's gonna be your goal at the Marathon Project? 
Um, Yeah, we'll see when we get there. I think the purpose of that is to, you know, I'm kind of in like a strength training mode right now. So to have like a little carrot at the end of the training cycle to show how much fitness, but, um, you know, I've gotten, I'm in, I, I'm in a lot better shape than I was at the marathon trials at the beginning of this year. Um, I, you know, I've gotten really comfortable running 5:30 pace. So, um, I, you know, I don't even know what that means for a marathon, but I know if I, if you told me to go out and run 5:30 pace, I think I could do it for a marathon. So, that's um, pretty cool. But, that's but we'll wild. see. We'll see what what happens that day, and how you know, there's a lot of time still between now and then. So we'll see if you know, right before that race starts, my coach will be like, okay, like, here's the plan. And so we'll get to that when it comes. But I don't know, like, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing that I don't really set these. I don't know. It's not like I've had this race. And that's my goal. But it's like, what is the best that I can do on that day? And that's what I aim for. So I don't know, it takes some of the pressure away. And it really keeps everything a little bit more fluid. And it, it keeps things like very, very realistic. And then by the time that I get there, I've had now three or four months of really solid training, making me really confident that I can hit that pace. Or if it's like, listen, it hasn't been going as well. Let's pull that back a little bit. Um, or it's going to be really hot or really cold and that needs to adjust, but it feels very fluid for me just, but really, you know, it's just run the fastest I can that day, I guess. Are there runners that, that will be running the marathon project that you'd like to, I don't know, run in a pack with and work together with on the, on the run? Uh, not necessarily like calling out by name, but it is exciting for me to get more experience running in a pack and running with people. I, um, I typically do very well by myself because I train a lot alone. Um, so I think that's something I need to really work on to become a much better racer is to learn to get really comfortable in pack running and just deal with everything that goes along with that. But, um, so yeah, I'm really looking for, I mean, there's gonna be women that are just going to flat out just run me down (laughs) and kick my butt in that race. And that kind of excites me to have, you know, just a new challenge to, um, you know, put myself up there. So you say you train alone most of the time. Do you listen to music or what do you? Music and podcasts. And I used to do a lot of audiobooks, but now I'm kind of more podcast. But yeah, I do. I find like, I really just like to kind of zone out. Like, I feel like it keeps it a lot more fun. And like this morning, I was really looking forward to listening to your guys' podcast. And that helped me get out the door really quickly because I had it all queued up. And as soon as Uh, I start running, I can play it. And that Which one did you listen to? I listened with Allie Kiefer. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. How'd we do? <laughs> yeah, you were awesome. I was really, really excited to talk to you guys today. Uh, okay. so, but I find like just having those little things to look forward to also helps keep running really fun. Yeah. Did Now, do you have like a playlist or music that you're into right now that gets you pumped up? Like, is it Lizzo Fitness? Because we're talking about my fitness. I wish. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> I have like my own little, um, oh man, this is going to be a little embarrassing, but I have like my, like a little running playlist and I like, it started, like I called it today and then I made a new one and that one's called current, but I need to come <laughs> up with some sort of better way. Cause now I'm like, okay, what's more current than current. So I have to come up with a new one, but what I'll do to like test out if a song can make it to that list is like, I'll play it on repeat for a run. <laughs> oh, wow. I'll have one song on repeat and usually I'll do like a shorter run and just see like, can I run to this? Does this feel good? Am I excited? Like, Oh, you know, Oh, what's the next song? Oh, it's again. This is cool. (laughs) So if it can pass the, like that test, then I'll add it to my running playlist. But if I get like sick of it within like a mile being like, Oh, I can't listen to this again. I'm like, 
fall, you know, you do not. All right. So who's the last one to make it on the list? Uh, the last one that just made it was a song by Matt Mason called Hallucinogenics. All right. Congratulations, Matt. (laughs) Featuring Lana Del Rey, which I'm a big fan of hers. But, um, there's a lot like Fleetwood Mac is like very popular. I've had, um, Foster the People on there, uh, Sturgill Simpsons on there, and um, yeah, just a lot of, oh, Weekends on there. It's like, no, it's a very random genre. Jason Derula has a song. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we would have very similar playlists, the sounds. We could swap. I'll screenshot my, I don't like sharing so much with music, so people make fun of me, but I will screenshot my yeah, list yeah. to you. If you you could screenshot your list. You guys could share a Spotify playlist okay. together. Yeah. A little okay. bit private, but just us sharing. It's like really embarrassing pump up music. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. And oh, Halsey. I like Halsey. I like running to oh, Halsey. Yeah. She has some like happy songs that get me going but they all have to have a certain beat like I don't I can't do any like I really like emo music but like I can't <laughs> run to that because it like slows me down so there's like it needs to have a certain beat that I feel like I you know can like match my cadence almost but yeah awesome. I've overthought that clearly the fact that I just <laughs> I talked mean, 25 I think, minutes about the that. playing over and over reminds me when I was a kid before you had digital music you bought music and yep. if you liked a song, you listened to it into the ground. Yep. Because you spent your twelve ninety nine on your disc, and that was it. You okay, know. Thomas, what song are you thinking of right now? I know you have. Oh, I, are you Come kidding? On. If we go, if we go way back, I was Duran Duran all day long. Yes, <laughs> so, that's awesome. I was hungry like the wolf. I mean, yes. <laughs> and then that is awesome. It now you really wouldn't be able to run. I like a, I like a, the Smiths and Morrissey but it's very low beat and slow and yeah. depressing. But um, yeah. yeah. But every now and then you need that in your life. When I'm driving, I can go for that, you know, and just chill out, but. Yeah, and now I just let, uh, I honestly use the Spotify uh, Discover Weekly. And uh-huh. just, I, I, I used to be so into music and I was so hardcore into it. And now I just put, oh, Spotify says I like this, okay. <laughs> yeah, usually they're right too. Like, how do they do that? That's yeah. annoying. Like get, they know it's, it's better than I like know. like your training, I get three good weeks at build and then one crappy week <laughs> oh really <laughs> like who picked these songs <laughs> the guy went on vacation the guy that was really good at nailing you went on vacation that week and uh yeah exactly. that's funny that's right. All right i don't want to take up too much more of your time so we have three end of podcast questions that we will ask you all righty the first one is if you could have any shoe or piece of apparel or accessory on a run with you all the time what would it be oh man well i need shoes but i'm gonna say like the accessory that like keeps me going right now and that i stress out if i don't have (laughs) really mom of me but my flip belt because like how else are you gonna carry your phone and then like I feel like that's the start of everything. So I run in some sort of belt. I find I really like the flip belt the most. So I can like stick my phone in there and if it's longer, my gels can fit in there. If I'm in the trails, I can hide my car keys and not like, you know, do that sound trick of hiding your car keys like underneath your wheel where clearly no robber would ever check. But right, if flip belt um, doesn't sponsor you right now. No, they don't. They should. Here's <laughs> I mean, what I'm always surprised. We ask this question every week and nobody has said glide. 
or oh. like I can't run without that. <laughs> yeah, you're you and my husband. You guys should you guys should you guys should maybe come up with an ad or something. For yeah. That. Have you tried the sports bras with the pocket in the back? Um, not really. How are they? That's amazing, life changer. There's really? one from Rabbit that you have to get. Okay, I would I would be up for trying that. And you know, I do get like every now and then, like in the summer when you're sweating a lot, like the flip belt can rub a little bit. So if I could. I would be up for trying that. I will look into that for sure. Okay. Yeah, it, it even looks great on guys. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Thomas, you like them, huh? <laughs> okay, your second question is, what is your um, go-to or favorite post-race meal or beverage or both? Oh, man. Um, I think for me, it's just like, I get so hungry after like a race. So it's just like the nearest thing I can eat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really picky, but after um, the Memphis Sugar Run 5K, they had um, like an Indian barbecue food almost, and it was amazing. Like they had stuff that I'd never had before, and it was like, I feel like I want that to be my new like post-race food every time. It was That's really a really specific, that's going to be tough. Like <laughs> you're not going to get that in Seattle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it was good. So I'm going to start being like a huge diva and just requesting that after all of my races. Yeah. Only the Memphis Indian barbecue food. That's what I want. We should throw in one extra question. So do it. Um, selling, having it go under contract and close a large property mm -hmm. or breaking an American record. American record. Yeah, I much rather have an American record. And you like, I bet the world with secretly does not want me to get this because I think I'm gonna, like, if I had an American record, I would be so annoying. <laughs> like, I would make like, I would put it on all over my profile. I put a t-shirts on my like signature line in my emails, like my business cards, like people are gonna be like, okay, we know. <laughs> Can someone else just please take this away from her? And even if and someone I would just change it to just, former, I would just change it yeah, to former. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll keep it there. You, you that would be, yeah, that would be awesome. But um, but yeah, I'd pick, yeah. To me, that means more than than like a money or a big sale or something. Yeah, I, I just, I want to see where your commitment lies. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a real estate opportunity for you. Yeah. <laughs> we have a large property. <laughs> we get it sold tomorrow. Um, oh, that's too bad. I'm busy this weekend. That's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure your husband could take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty. He's pretty good. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Okay. The final question is. Dun, dun, dun. If you weren't a realtor, what would you be doing? And it can't be a uh, runner. Wait, wait. Okay. Realtor, isn't it supposed to be if you weren't running? Well, her professional occupation is a realtor. Okay. So can't we just take out running and real estate? Okay, yeah. No running and no real estate. What would you be doing? But running mm -hmm. you can do is for fun. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a really good question. Um, I'd probably... <laughs> work on my dancing skills I guess yes. maybe just like develop like I would love to be a break dancer like imagine like having like a break dance fight or something like that like I if I could break dance that would we be get really enough cool. cardboard that we could help you out with the you know the floor yeah cool okay yes yeah, so I'll do that that just reminded me I was listening to you on Allie on the run 
and you guys talking about Zoolander and it made me so happy. I was like, I just, can we all just hang out and watch <laughs> Zoolander? I love Zoolander. Yeah. Mugatu yeah, uh, yeah. is a personal favorite of mine. I love Mugatu. I love everybody. Like, I feel like there's a little part of you that, you know, you can relate to everyone or not even relate, but you love them for different reasons, I should say. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Anytime somebody's in a bad mood, we have a mocha. Orange mocha frappuccino. And I do like wham too. So it works yeah, out. I know that's a good one. I've gone through a wham phase. But uh yeah, that's 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 a good movie. That's my favorite. Right. So breakdance fighting is up next after American Records. You'll still need a flip belt to hold your switchblade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of different uses. Yeah, I call it like yeah, my running fanny pack. So just keep yeah, I actually also like a belt. Like I've been, we get sent a, a few different ones. So uh, there's some that I like even, I, I don't want to say even more in flip belt in case you get the sponsorship, but um, there's some I don't that, think they're going to sponsor me. <laughs> there's other ones out there that I find um, they have different pockets in it. So it's easier to carry like nutrition and phone and oh. like kind of compartmentalized stuff, Yeah, which yeah. is. Uh, I'm out when I run a marathon. I'm out there a lot longer than you, so I need more nutrition. So I need to find something that can hold more than one goo. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, my husband won. He did a. I think it was the Marine Corps marathon. He did one time. I think he took nine gels or goos during that race. Wow. So we were like, it was that was a rough one for him. That was not one of his better races. But was that one um, was real hot. Um, no, I think. <laughs> okay the full story is we were supposed to do it together and then I didn't feel like training for it so I dropped out and then he did it and then he was pissed at me for not being more committed you know our goal was to train for it together and then I just didn't want to train I just wanted to play like Call of Duty and eat nachos every day yeah <laughs> Yeah, so he ran the race because he's not a quitter, unlike me in that situation. So he finished and he had nine gels. And I'm like, I think you might be the only person that gained weight during that marathon. <laughs> Somehow you took in more calories than you just, and you just ran 26.2 miles. So that's yeah. an ongoing joke in our family. But yeah, I set him up to fail on that one for sure. All right, we'll make sure if we ever visit you guys, we'll bring plenty of gels. Yeah. <laughs> He, would like, he actually, I mean, he doesn't run as much anymore. He likes to row, but um, he takes gels like in between meetings at work to get him like all pepped up. And <laughs> so like he's find, finding other ways to implement gels. I guess that's better than a Coke habit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's better than it could have been a lot of things. But yeah, he'll be like, I don't have much time. We got to get a quick meal. Okay, where's the gel? <laughs> so I think yeah. he just likes to taste the gel. <laughs> Thomas, I think you can see right through him. I think. Yeah, I think right. he just want, I want my sugar gel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it right. might be yeah. from Men in Black, you know. Just yeah, maybe he's an alien. That's Is what that I'm, saying. I'm yeah. saying. I would just okay. check his skin later. I will. Oh well, I'll look and see if yeah, there's yeah anything going on. Yeah. But that's funny. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for chatting with us. It was super fun. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. We had a great time bringing it to you. As always, made great interview. I thought so Kira much fun. Was awesome. Yeah. She was very fun to talk to, and we are rooting for her so hard on Monday when she attempts the American yeah. record for the ten miles. Let's kill it. Let's do this.
it's going to be awesome. We're going to be uh, cheering for you. We'll be watching the live stream and we'll probably even be, by that time, we'll be able to put in the description how you can watch this, Meg? Yeah, on the well, you can just follow the Cherry Blossom 10 Miler on Facebook and they'll have all the info. Awesome. So there you go. You already know. So again, want to thank our producer, Nick Sanchez. Thanks so much, buddy, uh, for putting this together for us. Robbie, is there anything you want to say? Nope. Just have a good week and we uh, good Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. we won't, happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you and and don't you think people should uh, tell their friends about this podcast? For sure. Tell your friends, rate this podcast on Apple or wherever you find us. Subscribe to it if you haven't yet, of course. Yeah. Um, and then follow us on all, all our other channels. Of course, check out our reviews on the website. We have lots of YouTube reviews coming out. So hit and it if, all up. If you have suggestions for a guest you'd like us to interview, or if you have suggestions for things that you want to hear on the show, yeah. feel free to hit us up. We are totally open to your suggestions. All right. Thanks for your listening. Bye. Bye.